Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. This is the On the Pony Express podcast, part of the On Three Network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at ontheponyexpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot to get to today as we are previewing SMU versus Prairie View A&M. And we're also going to take a little bit of a look at some of the recruits that have said they're going to be in town. Uh, Last night, I did see one of SMU's top targets in the 2026 class um, in uh, um, Mesquite Horn, safety, Markel Ford. Uh, But look, let's jump into the game. SMU faces... Prairie View A&M at 6 p.m. Central uh, on ESPN Plus in a game that SMU is going to be looking to really take care of business quickly um, and and make you know quick work of, of Prairie View. This is not a a Prairie View team that uh, is you know going to or should threaten SMU overall because the Mustangs are the far more talented team here. And look, uh, SMU did go on the road at OU and impress uh, with their play against the Sooners. And meanwhile, Abilene Christian beat up on Prairie View A&M in a big way when it came to uh, their matchup last week. So um, the thing about Prairie View A&M is 301 yards rushing on the ground. That's an impressive uh, stat line. I don't really care who you're playing, but uh, with those two teams, you had – 
really Prairie View fell behind early and often, 21-0. Uh, they did get it to 21-7, and then from there, Abilene Christian absolutely rolled. So um, I know it's it's one of those teams where people are going to look around and probably be wondering where everyone is, but I can tell you one thing in Ford Stadium, it is band day on Saturday, so there's going to be about 1,200 bands that are brought in uh, to Ford Stadium, and uh, or excuse me, 1,200 band members that are brought into Ford Stadium uh, for that game. So that'll be a nice little boost. And then, of course, Prairie View A&M has one of the better bands around. So I'm excited to uh, at least hear some good good music at halftime as SMU is hoping to uh, be you know rolling out the backups at that point uh, when it comes to uh, that group uh, uh, of players and. I think for SMU, you want to get out of this game injury-free because Rhett Lashley did update injuries on uh, Wednesday, and you know he did say that Justin Osborne is doubtful for this one. He's the starting right guard who went down early against Oklahoma, and you know, quite frankly, though, it could have been a lot worse. SMU and and the way the replay looked when I rewatched it, especially, looked like I you fear the worst. You fear an ACL. You fear other damages and things like that. But everything um, everything is is really in good shape uh, when it comes to uh, you know, Justin Osborne from a structural standpoint. So he is going to probably sit out for this one against Prairie View A&M, but there's hope that he'll be back in time to face TCU next week uh, in Fort Worth, which will be a big boost for the offensive line. So uh, Logan Parr, as you see in the video, if you're watching on YouTube, was uh, back at practice as well as he missed uh, some of the OU game uh, due to injury. But um, now you get him back in the fold. You get Ben Sparks. You get P.J. Williams. All options for SMU as they look to uh, beat up on on Prairie View A&M. And I, I said this um, in the State of Dallas podcast, if you listen to that on, on the Dave Campbell's Texas football channel. But 63-3 to three is what I think this should be. You know, maybe – uh, Prairie View is able to uh, get on the board somehow and and things like that. But um, when you look at what SMU has and and what they should be able to do uh, from an offensive standpoint against Prairie View A&M, uh, this one should not be close. Uh, this is going to be one that, that, you know, I think we see SMU roll. And look, Abilene Christian, you know, only 393 yards in that 45 uh, to 16 win. And, um, you know, they got a punt return uh, for a touchdown. Uh, they also uh, uh, on a block punt um, and they, you know, really just were, were able to kind of make some key plays uh, to allow that thing to to break wide open. So uh, including a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So it, it was a little lopsided in that sense. And, you know, Scott Simons, SMU's defense coordinator, did say that rushing attack has their has their attention, you know, 301 yards. They do have. Um, uh, Ahmad Antoine, uh, who can run it. Uh, he had 100 yards last week. Uh, their quarterback uh, is is also able to uh, to put it on the ground and, and run it. Uh, Trezon Conley, again, it's preview AM. I don't have too much info on them uh, outside of just you know kind of picking up what what people are saying and, and reading some a lot of post game thoughts and things like that from folks. But uh, this is a preview AM team that is is coming off of uh, their first year under Bubba Caldwell, who has been there a while, got promoted to head coach, 
uh, and led them to a six and five record, five and three in conference last year. Uh, they did, um, you know, have a successful season in that respect. I mean, this is a SWAC team. This isn't somebody that it should be, you know, playing at a high level against SMU. So I fully expect SMU to take care of business in this one. We don't need to spend too much time, honestly, previewing this one because what's most important is SMU gets out of this injury free and Justin Osborne probably going to sit out. Jordan Hudson, who was hampered with a rolled ankle, I would be surprised if he plays. And then you have Jordan Curley, who was actually sitting out some practice this week, um, kind of working with trainers a little bit here and there. Uh, same with, uh, I believe, Jaquandis Burns. So uh, this is a, a team that right now we're going to be watching closely as far as who plays, who doesn't. It's probably going to be a game where SMU should right, rightfully you know, take care of people and and not get them hurt and and not push it. I would love to see SMU be pulling starters late in the second quarter. Maybe just let them play a half and and they've done enough to to move on and um, you know give Kevin Jennings the whole third quarter, give Keldrick Luster the fourth. Um, kind of what you saw from a team like Oklahoma that you know beat up uh, Arkansas State. They got their back up a ton of work and and Dylan Gabriel and then SMU of course saw a good bit of him the next week running the ball only. But uh, this is an SMU team that has a ton of talent. They should be able to put this one together and put it out of reach pretty quickly. This is where you don't want to be the FBS team hanging around against uh, a SWAC team, you, uh, having a SWAC team hang around against you. And I wrote that in our in our preview on the site today on Friday. But um, I, I just feel like SMU, they, they're past that time where they should be uh, you know, playing even a remotely competitive game against a team like Prairie View A&M. So no disrespect to them. That's just kind of how it goes. And and I think where SMU's talent level is at. So this will be a nice game to kind of reset, hopefully for some of these guys, recharge the batteries because next week, battle for the iron skillet against TCU in Fort Worth at 11 a.m. Central. So we'll be uh, covering this one, of course. A lot of recruits, though, that are going to be on campus for SMU. Um, I'm told it's shaping up to be a massive visitor list uh, for this for this program and, and a lot of guys that'll be uh, coming over to Dallas to check it out. And so be sure to pick up an On the Pony Express subscription, just a dollar for your first month to get that uh, inside scoop on who's on campus, where the coaching staff is going on Friday nights to watch prospects, all those things. We've already been dropping that on the site this week. And um, I'll start out by by saying I did get out on Thursday night uh, to watch one of the top safeties in, in the country in the class of 2026. Um, he's going to uh, be one of those guys that I think is going to be rumored uh, around SMU. And I'm, I'm going to put his uh, profile picture in there after we get off this podcast. But Markel Ford, uh, you know, sits there early on o OU with the RPM lead. He did check out an SMU game last year. Um, SMU Baylor, Texas State, plenty of others have already offered him. He had two interceptions against Arlington last night uh, as I watched him. And he's a big kid, already 6'1", 190. And I think he's going to be one of the better safeties in the country come 2026. And so he still needs to improve his tackling. I think that's one area that uh, I'd like to see him take a step up. And I think he will as he gets older. He's just not thick enough right now to really, you know, probably feel as confident as he should. I mean, there's a chance by the time he gets to his senior year that he's like an in-the-box in safety. He'd be a strong safety or maybe even 
a field linebacker, uh, some something like that. So, um, you know, I, I think he's he's going to be a pretty special football player. So I enjoyed watching Markel Ford. Him and Mesquite Horn did win 21 to 7 against Arlington. And also, I do want to spotlight uh, one of Arlington's players. He actually got ejected, uh, but it was kind of one of those ticky tack things. It was, it was kind of just a late hit on the sideline, um, but it just kind of looked bad. And Isaiah Robertson is one of the top athletes, I think, in the DFW area. And I'd love to see SMU make a little bit of a move here and, and maybe, you know, show him some, some serious interest. Arkansas, Kansas. Kansas and Texas uh, Tech have offered him that uh, Arkansas offer is, you know, his latest one. And uh, last year he had about 600 yards receiving, but this year they had him carrying the football. They had him moving around. He played linebacker. Um, he played all over for Arlington and he just stood out to me. So maybe a name to know uh, in the 2025 class as well. I don't necessarily know if he's a true wide receiver, of course, SMU already picked up their first wide receiver commit of the 2025 class with Dalen Singleton last week, um, but they're going to continue to go after guys in that class. Uh, tonight, uh, I am hitting the road to East Texas, so be sure to uh, pass along all your suggestions of where to go for maybe a pregame meal. But I'm seeing Tyler Chapel Hill um, and SMU commits Demetrius Brisbane and Ricky Stewart playing their game tonight, um, which uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's that's always a um, good team uh, to see get out there between Ricky Stewart and Demetrius Brisbane and what they're able to do offensively. They've got Nacogdoches tonight, so uh, I'm I'm excited to get out there into East Texas. I always enjoy my time out there. Always seems to be an under the radar kid that uh, is out there in the pines and 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 maybe a little overlooked or under the radar. So I'll be out there. We'll have full video of that at OnThePonyExpress.com, so be sure to check that out. Once again, another reason to subscribe to the site. We're out here seeing these prospects that are going to be future Mustangs or are future Mustangs and will be Mustangs um, in their future and giving you all the goods on what they look like, their tape, also their reaction, of course, um, to all those things. So be sure to uh, check out our coverage of that. But back to the Hilltop. SMU is going to host uh, some of the top prospects in the area uh, a lot of these guys have tweeted this out, so I'm not giving away anything uh, from our subscribers right now. But um, this is really being billed as as kind of the Duncanville, South Oak Cliff, City of Dallas um, uh, game day uh, in Ford Stadium. So, uh, But let's stay uh, in East Texas where we start with a, an intriguing prospect who's going to be coming in. He tweeted out this week, Jaden Coleman. Uh, from who plays out in East Texas now, but is originally uh, from uh, Phoenix City, Alabama. He's a guy that picked up a lot of early recruiting attention, and SMU has not offered yet, uh, but uh, they are taking a strong look at him as a senior now. And so I, I think um, he's going to be uh, one of those guys that we keep an eye on uh, at the cornerback position. Remember, Speedy Nettles is still a guy that's out there that they're working on, but uh, he did commit to Purdue over the summer. But Jaden Coleman is another option at corner that SMU wants to get eyes on and get him in and, and see how he looks. But uh, you go back to Dallas, and you know we talked about leading off of the 2026 class in this podcast, and Jamarian Phillips out of South Oak Cliff, one of the top linebackers in his class, um, without a doubt already, 
He's already got an offer from the Mustangs. He tweeted out that he'll be on campus, as did uh, Javion Holiday, the Duncanville 2025 defensive back. You see SMU as the on-three RPM leader there, which is always a good sign. That means they've got him on campus. That'll increase as he takes another visit this weekend, so he'll be there on Saturday. Texas, Texas A&M, LSU hosted him uh, earlier this or in the summer for their Bayou Splash, so um, a lot of top programs are after him. He's in that talented secondary playing alongside Kadavian Dotson Walker, the 2024 SMU commit who's at safety for the Panthers. And then, I mean, this guy is special. He's an on-three watch list prospect in the class of 2026. He's the number one player in Texas right now, uh, number two edge nationally, a top 30 prospect. And that's Kevin Ford, uh, KJ, as he goes by, the 2026 Duncanville edge prospect is going to be, once again, one of the highest recruited guys out of that Texas program or out of that Duncanville program, and he is really, really good. He plays opposite of Colin Simmons, the five-star plus edge, who everybody knows about. But I tell you, just watching his game, it's so fun to see him develop. I saw him in the spring, and a couple of the coaches just kind of you know, waved at me while I was uh, watching them practice and just said, hey, you uh, – you should watch. You should watch that guy over there, and uh, he was just kind of breaking out and and doing that. But um, what a what a impressive uh, prospect uh, he is turning out to be. And he had a really big game when Duncanville played inside Ford Stadium against South Oak Cliff, and they were able to take care of business. So uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing Duncanville again later this year. Um, Keelan Russell, the four star quarterback in the class of twenty twenty five, is also expected to be on campus. For this one and he's a massive target for SMU he's approaching his decision uh, from what he told on three this week so keep an eye on him he's certainly one of the uh one of the top prospects in the entire country um, at his position so looking forward to uh seeing how his junior year goes he'll be one of those guys that um is it's just going to be fun to see and if he does indeed pick SMU uh this thing is only going to take off even more. And they'll have a lot of commitments on campus this weekend as well, just taking in the game um, to to see this one. Because it is one of those fun atmospheres when you get um, when you get a, a you know, HBCU into your stadium and you're able to you know, bring in their band. Uh, it's just a it's just adds to the to the fun atmosphere. So um, I'm I'm excited about it in that sense. I mean, it should be very, very low key, not too much drama and all of that, uh, but it'll be good for recruits. It's a 6 p.m. start. The the weather's kind of cooling this place down and, and all of that in Dallas. So um, it'll be a nice time on the hilltop for SMU fans as well as recruits to get there and to uh, see this one. So um, on the recruiting front, you know, this is such a really good time of year for evaluations to keep on going. And so you're going to start seeing the SMU coaching staff get out on the recruiting trail more and more. So be sure to uh, subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. Um, and look, if you're going to be getting out on the boulevard uh, this fall and the weather start starts cooling down a little bit, you're going to want to go to our friends at Bird Dogs. BirdDogs.com, use the, the code PONY or go to BirdDogs.com slash PONY 
to get a free Bird Dogs Hydro Flask style water bottle. And Bird Dogs, I did not jump on the train until they joined joined up with us to sponsor the podcast for this college football season. And I've loved everything that I bought and got sent to me. Um, if you've been with us for a minute, we've had the the hat, we've had the the Yeti. Now we have the Hydro Flask style water bottle that you'll get free with your order. So as you check out their stuff, look, it's been hot. I've already got the shorts with the built-in liner, which makes them super comfortable. Um, they also have the gym shorts. They have kind of the more uh, casual style. They've got bathing suits um, and they're, they're super comfortable. And again, you see the liner there. If you're watching on YouTube, those are legit. But let me tell you, the the pants that they have, the joggers, I got a pair of the joggers. And this is where, for me, being a media guy, we're out there. Like, I'm going out to East Texas this weekend or on Friday. This is the time of year where if it's cooling down and it still could be buggy, I can get some coverage on the legs. These joggers are super comfortable. Um, they've got good pockets for storage. They've got zippers. So all the things that I need when I'm out there on the field. Bird Dogs has me covered with comfort, and they look good for the most part. Not that it matters out there on high school football fields, but um, just every day, you can wear these on the boulevard without a doubt. So be sure to check them out, birddogs.com, promo code PONY, or go to birddogs.com slash PONY for your free Bird Dogs Hydro Flask style water bottle. As the coaching staff gets out there on the recruiting trail, uh, we are going to have you guys covered with all the scoop on that front. And I think for me, looking at this 2024 recruiting class and and you look at we're two games in now and you look at needs and what is SMU need to do? I think for me, there's a couple positions of need that I wanted to identify for you guys as, as high school football season starts to get going. Maybe some positions that I would be looking at if I was the SMU coaching staff to address. And for me, I look at the running back position. And the reason why is because you have Tyler Levine leaving after this year. You have Velton Gardner and Jalen Knighton, who will be, as of now, back for their final years next year. Maybe one of them goes elsewhere. Like Jalen Knighton, if he goes off for the net rest of the season, no fumbles, maybe he'd look at the NFL. Velton Gardner, maybe he wants to be the guy. You know, he was the he was the fourth guy in the rotation at OU. That's tough. Tamar Wheaton, who knows what we'll see out of him this season. LJ Johnson looks really promising though long term. So for me, without a running back in the class of 2024, you're either going to go portal to address the position no matter what. You need to replace Tyler Levine just at the bare minimum. You got to replace his roster spot, his his roster number with someone. Then you get into that position and you say, well, can I pick up a highly productive running back who's having a standout senior season? And I would love to see SMU do that. I think that's important uh, to just try to mine some, find somebody who's averaging about eight, nine, 10 yards of carry, maybe has some good track stuff and go from there. And look, Keenan Hall has done a really nice job of developing these backs. I think whenever he rotates, and these guys are healthy, they've been able to be productive I, I, for the most part. He's done a really nice job with them. Jalen Knighton, look, 
I thought he had a really good fall camp as far as fumbles go. He didn't seem like they were really missing much on the fumble fumble train there, um, which was good. But then fighting for extra yards, he gets one poked out against Oklahoma. So that's really been his first misstep. They're still cleaning up some things in the run game, which Rhett Lashley talked about, which was a departure from what he said after the game. And I think just maybe patience for for Jalen Knighton and LJ Johnson. I think they wanted to hit the hole so hard and uh, to just get going that maybe a, a little bit of patience would go a long way in terms of maybe allowing things to develop. There were also some moments where, as SMU had two backups into the game, some things got switched off as far as some of the run blocking that they had going on there. And so they've got to clean up some of those things. But I think running back wise, I like how SMU addressed the depth. I don't want them to lose that. I think it's so important that they have Tyler Levine on this roster this year because if Jalen Knighton struggles, you can turn to him. If LJ Johnson struggles, you can turn to him. If an injury happens, you can turn to him. I don't want them to lose that numbers game when it comes to the running back position. So I would love to see them address the running back position in this class. I also look at um, the defensive line. And specifically the interior, and you lose Devere Levelston, Elijah Chapman, and Jordan Miller. That's a lot. That's a lot. Stephon Wright, we haven't seen him play yet. He's been injured. He's going to be in his final season of college eligibility next year. Corey Roberson, going to be in his final season of college eligibility next year. Beyond that, you've got a bunch of young guys. They're going to have to go out in the portal and address this position. There's no doubt in my mind. But it would be critical and clutch for SMU to use this ACC momentum and be able to go pluck a true defensive tackle to address the position long term. And that's something that Calvin Thibodeau is continuing to work on. You know, we've talked about it on the board as far as targets goes. Uh, But uh, SMU right now doesn't have a true defensive lineman committed in the class of 2024. And so they saw some of their top targets go elsewhere, both on the edge and on the interior. I'd like to see SMU address this position uh, in a big way. And um, they have Kevin Allen. They have Damian Wimberly. They have Braden Flowers. Those guys have potential. But this roster is about to be real thin at the defensive line position along the true hand-in-the-dirt guys. And it's going to take you want to talk about SMU's NIL, it's going to take a good amount of money to address this position. And that's probably one of my biggest concerns going into 2024. I know we're only two games into 2023, but recruiting never sleeps. And that's where SMU is going to have to go out. And now that they have the Power 5 logo, now that they have the uh, just overall boost in NIL and donations and money and things like that, SMU is is rolling in money right now, and we'll see that happen on the donations front, both to the school and NIL. But the defensive line is going to be a position that they're going to have to readdress come this offseason. And so high school wise, I'd love to see them work, start maybe recruiting over some of the roster. And I, I think it would be it would be very wise to try and go out and get somebody Uh, late who can make a difference down the line and at least address the depth in the future 
uh, for the defensive line. So I kind of picked two two position or uh, position on each side. There's a lot more, but I mean, you look at the 2024 class and they've already got a quarterback. They've already got uh, defensive backs, you know, two safeties in Kadavian Dotson Walker and, and Jalen Moses. They also have Alex Rogers. They landed her linebacker and Zach Smith. They have, you know, uh, two offensive linemen committed in Graham uh, Uter and King Large. We'll see how things go with Jamory Cauley. But overall, it's a class that, like, SMU didn't feel like they needed to go and reach and oversign. We saw them cancel some official visits and things like that. But um, so I feel like they just needed to, um, uh, you know, they need to go out and um, just address some other positions with, uh, their their remaining spots because it'll be it'll be the hardest thing to do is go into the ACC and you don't have some impressive depth on the defensive line. So I think that's why I, I feel like they need to go out and address that position overall. So with that, I know it's a light preview pod, but honestly, it's preview AM guys. I'm sorry. Uh, so be sure to tune in for our postgame show, the After Stang Show, live at Shug's Bagels right there in Mockingbird Plaza. Stay tuned to the site as well as our social channels for when we'll be going live. Um, again, this is a six o'clock kickoff. Shug's after hours starts at six. So if you go to the game and catch the first half and want to bounce, you know, you can grab a Shug's bagel, order ahead. Um, you can do it online. You can go up to the little pickup window there, check them out. Shug's bagels, tons of good stuff there, or swing by when uh, we're recording. So um, you can submit questions on our YouTube channel or at ponyexpress.com. If you can maybe get a note into us from some of the staff there at Shug's, uh, you can ask us through the uh, pickup window even. But uh, looking forward to it. We'll have uh, another guest uh, joining us, hopefully. And so um, it's going to be, uh, should be a no drama, uh, a drama-free uh, post-game show at Shug's. So uh, check us out on that. But before I go, guys, got something to uh, talk to you guys about. We've got our friends at Biggs Comic. Dot com. Don't turn off the podcast. Don't do it because this is a funny one. The Sonny's Iron Skillet Frog Legs T-shirt. This is for sale right now at bigscomic.com. Uh, the link is going to be in the YouTube description as well as the podcast description. 25 bucks. Get your Sonny's Fried Frog Legs uh, Iron Skillet shirt. Uh, and for me, I, I think this is hilarious, first of all. And if a TCU fan stumbles upon it, it's just funny. You know, Sonny Dykes, when he was at SMU, he filmed the video filming the uh, the the cooking of the frog legs in the iron skillet before Sonny Dykes left. Their staff tried to delete it off of the Twitter, which is just, well, tried. They deleted it off the SMU Twitter, which is just chef's kiss incredible. It just shows how long this was kind of being planned behind the scenes, some of the things. So um, you can check it out, bigscomic.com slash merch. Uh, to look at their t-shirts, but especially the Sunny Dykes Iron Skillet Frog Legs t-shirt. Uh, and the star on the on the uh, sale sign goes, uh, none of the sale proceeds go toward the underfunded TCU NIL fund with TCU in lowercase letters. So little friendly rivalry uh, t-shirt there for you guys to check out at bigscomic.com. So appreciate them for uh, reaching out and, and wanting to uh, sponsor a little, little piece there and try to sell some of these t-shirts. So uh, Iron Skillet Week will be here before we know it. Another uh, fun edition of uh, the rivalry. Over 100 years old, but somehow going away for now. So with that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Enjoy this weekend on the boulevard. Weather 
as long as that rain stays away, is going to be great. Uh, so we'll be out there. So say hello to us on the boulevard. I've got some free koozies if you find me before they run out. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this weekend. SMU Prairie View A&M, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN+. Plus. We'll catch you next week uh, or over the weekend with our After Staying show, as well as next week with more coverage at OnThePonyExpress.com. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the On The Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on 3 and on Instagram at On3SMU. And keep it locked to OnThePonyExpress.com for more coverage. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.